Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops. I'm your host, Paul Oren, NWI Oren on Twitter, and you can check Union Street Hoops out on NWI.com, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We're back in the booth, the lab, with Robbie Weinstein of the NWI Times, and happy to be here, Robbie. Yeah, it's been a wild week, that's for sure. I put out a tweet <laughs> earlier today that had uh, from uh, from Third Third Rock, or 30, 30 Rock, excuse me, that said, hey, it's been a lot, long week, and Alec Baldwin says, Lemon, it's, it's Wednesday. And uh, it's, uh, man, oh man, uh, Derek Smits announces that he's going to enter the NCAA transfer portal on Monday. Not a huge surprise. Uh, and then on Tuesday, Javon Freeman Liberty announces that he's going to transfer, and then Bakari Evelyn announces that he's going to transfer. And as we sit here today, there may be more. There may not be more. I wonder if with each one of these, does everybody else kind of sit back and reevaluate their situation, whether they're going to stay or go right, or anything right. like that. I thought that one of the more telling comments that I heard yesterday in talking to Bakari Evelyn was he said, um, you know, we all talk, we all, you know, bus rides, we all know what each other's thinking kind of. And then he said at the end of the year, it gets kind of tricky. And then he said, uh, Derek and Javon leaving doesn't encourage me to stay. Right. Well, now, if you're any of the other guys, too, do you sit there and say, ooh, more playing time? Or do you sit there and say, uh, can I get a ticket out of town? What, I mean, just your general thoughts. on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to each individual in a second, but the whole scope of, of what has transpired in the last 48 hours. I think... Something that is the most that is one of the most interesting aspects of this to me is when we sat down with Matt Loddick last week. He said he didn't anticipate a whole lot of movement, understanding that almost every team loses at least one player to transfer. It's hard to avoid. I think two. I think Jeff Goodman said 275 players have already entered their name into the transfer portal, and that's with a bunch of teams still playing in the NCAA tournament or NIT or whatever. Else. I mean, there's guys that are on teams that are still playing that have announced yeah. that they're trying. I mean, West Virginia yeah. is in the CBI, and like a bunch of their guys are on right. their way out. Yeah, too. James Bolden, I think, announced that like two weeks ago or something. So I, you know, I think it is. It's interesting to me that Lodic last week said publicly that he he felt that there was not going to be a lot of movement. While it but sounds doesn't he, like doesn't he have to say that? Or does he not have to say that? I don't. I don't think he does. I. Th I feel like he can say like I really don't know until we get to exit interviews. They hadn't done the exit interviews yeah. yet. I, I. I feel like that's something that he could have gotten away with. I understand your argument there as well. Yeah. I think I, at the same time, you know, Javon said that that Matt was shocked when 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 Javon told him. So it's interesting to me that like Bakari said, the players are talking to each other, and his his uh, decision maybe was influenced somewhat by Derek and Javon leaving so it's interesting to me that this that some of this maybe seemed a little bit surprising to Valpo or, or to Lodic. I mean maybe and maybe it's only the Javon transfer maybe that's it but yeah I mean I think they did a pretty good job I we knew that it was a losing season and that down the down the stretch of course losing sucks and, and the people aren't gonna be happy but I think they did a pretty good job of, of, of covering some of this up in that they, I mean, they said that they felt, everybody said they felt they had another run in them. Practices were good. I think, you you know, I mean, they beat Indiana State by like 15 points or whatever it was in the, in the first round of the Bakari, tournament. So. Bakari used the word rift 
when yeah, he, he was yeah. when he was talking. He said that there was, uh, you know, I'm just for the lack of a better way, I'm going to look at my notes here, which I took many, many pages of them. Um, you know, he, he said the injuries and the timing of those injuries really caused a rift. Players are playing different roles than they were accustomed to. Players are not being confident. Uh, and then he said that, that people could see that happening. And then, yep. then he went on to say, look, we had guys that played hurt all year, and, and Bakari was one of them. Uh, it was uh, So going back to Matt Loddick's comments, it was interesting. When we sat down with him, we met with him when we met with him because he was going out recruiting. Yeah. So he had to, I mean, he had to have known. And, and I've always been a long proponent of the coaches – the coaches are almost always very measured in what they tell us and what yeah. they don't tell us. And a lot of times, I, you know, I, whether he knew or not at that point, it didn't do him or his program any good to tell us. Yeah, that's fair. And so I, I always, and I know that I get in trouble for this because I know that people always look at me as a coach apologist. And I'm more of like a, what, what good does it do to answer certain questions? I go back yeah. to the, uh, the, my, my favorite example of this was Nick Saban when he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins and they asked him about are you going to go to Alabama if he says yes well then he's 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 blowing off the Dolphins for the search of this if he says no and then he goes to Alabama he's lying so a lot of times there is just no right answer and so when we I mean you asked him what kind of players are you looking to add for next year and he yeah. very <laughs> very jokingly looked at you and said we don't have any scholarships yeah, available yeah, yeah. while his bags were packed to go recruiting. Yeah. So like it 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 look here's here's I I can buy the Javon one being a shock. Yeah. Oh, I don't think the other two were. I don't think the other two were at all. And if there's others that come down the line, I don't know that I mean there's we've talked I mean I mentioned Micah's name the other day and then I I got some 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 people kind of reached out and said yeah i don't know if that's going to happen and and uh but who knows i mean i think every player every year on every team evaluates their situation and part of that evaluation comes with who are my teammates going to be yeah i and, think also i mean i think it's hard to keep a fourth year junior at the mid-major level probably i think i think that's yeah, fair as yeah. well so and that's that's again not to be a coach apologist i think that's what makes it not that surprising <laughs> That you know, I mean, like three weeks ago, whenever I was on the podcast, we were saying it's possible that Derek and well, let's and let's go through them individually because yeah. I, I think this is an in, I think this is an interesting situation. It's like a dark cloud hanging over the Valpo basketball program right now from yeah. the people who are like, oh my, I can't even tell you, Robbie, the amount of text messages or phone <laughs> calls I got from people, and not only in this business but alums fans everyone what's going on what's happening because it was a bad day right it was a yeah. bad look for the program now and, and that's because we look at it collectively everyone's what's going on over there i got play-by-play -play announcers that cover the valley who are asking me what's going on i got we got color commentators we got everyone's re what's going on what's happening let's peel back the onion a little bit and yeah. let's look at each individual layer of this and let's start with the one who kicked us off Derek smith's yeah, yeah, you know, I, I do think his his shots. If everybody on the roster came back next year, and, and clearly that wasn't going to happen, but he, I think he was going to get fewer shots next year. I I understand why if he doesn't need to sit out, he said there's no no reason not to enter the NBA draft because he can just withdraw his name. I think in some ways you could say the same thing for trying to transfer up a level. At the same time, I don't know that he's. 
Uh, I, I don't know that he's going to play 30 minutes a game and get a bunch of shots for a Power 5 team, to be honest. Let's talk about the NBA draft for a second, because the amount of people on Monday who reached out to me and said, does this guy really think he's going to get drafted? No, no he doesn't he, think no. he's going to get yeah. drafted. Tavon Walker didn't think he was going to get drafted. Alec Peters thought he might get drafted, but he might not have gotten drafted at that point. The N NBA rules have been changed to the point now where you, you should put your feet. It's like going yeah, to a job fair, even if you're not looking for a job, right? It's like put it's, it's it's putting your resume out there and seeing what people like and what they don't like and the optics of it. And this is something I said on the podcast the other day, the quick one that I interviewed or, or that I recorded about Derek is that so many times we you, we're going to tweet out, you know, Derek Smith declares for NBA draft. Derek Smith announces he's pulling his name from the NBA draft. And we get a bunch of page clicks and views yeah. out of all of that. When really the actuality is, is that maybe the guy goes and gets two or three workouts. They tell him, look, you've got to improve as a free throw shooter. You have to be better defensively. Yeah. You've got to put your arms up and you can't complain about every foul call. You know, that said, you've got a really nice touch around the basket. You can step out and you can hit shots a little bit and you can block shots. And that's my very. Yeah, the point is to get feedback from the best scouts in the world. Yeah. Right. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything to be made of plenty of players. You know, that no, no gel Eastern from Purdue who played yeah. at Evan, Evanston Township averaged like three points and two rebounds as a freshman at Purdue. Declare he for the draft. draft and he, he knew he was going to come back and people made fun of him for it. I kind of get that with three points and two rebounds per game, but at the same time, there's just there really is no downside. I so. would declare for the draft if I could. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when I was when I was in college, I wanted to do a column where I wanted to declare for the draft, like fill out yeah. the paperwork and all of that, and and actually declare for the yeah. draft, despite the fact that I never played, uh, <laughs> simply for the experience and to be able to say that I declared yeah. for the draft, yeah. and I. Just so you know, Robbie, I went undrafted. Uh, I didn't declare <laughs> for the draft, but I still, when my eligibility is up, I went undrafted. So, it, but to me, you know, and so here's what happened with Derek, what I thought was interesting. I sat down with Derek and I asked him at the beginning of the quest, I said, take me through your thought process of why, of why you're doing this. And from the draft party, he said, there's nothing negative to it. And then he said he wanted to better his future, hopefully play better competition. This was a red flag for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Because he he played well in the Valley. And matter of fact, he played well against Power 5 teams in the non-conference. But he wasn't a first-team or second-team Valley player. I get if Cameron Crutwig tells me that he wants to... Like, yeah, sure. That phrasing was a, was a little off. And then uh, it actually, I, I was accused of taking the quote out of context, which I didn't do. Um, you know, it, it, but again, I understand. I, I can I can look at Derek and I can say, look, the guy came here. He graduated. He's got a he's, he's in master's classes. He may even finish his master's. Degree. I don't know how quickly he's going to do it or whatever. But why? Why wouldn't he go? Why? You know, like go the best the best year that Vashiel Fernandez had here was when a guy came from Alabama to transfer in for one year and Vashiel battled against him day in and day out in practice and he got better. So maybe on the flip side of it, Derek going in and battling against, let's say he went to Purdue, hypothetically, mm -hmm. and Matt Harms came back, hypothetically. How much of a better player does Derek become by battling Matt Harms day in and day out, every day in practice, right? Yeah. Now, I, yeah. he may only play 10 minutes a game if he goes to Purdue, if that. Now, that said, I think Derek is looking to go somewhere where he can play 25, 30 minutes a game.
-hmm. Maybe he wants to be the only seven-footer on the team as opposed to we're going to play offense-defense with two of them. Yeah, and I think that's where the problem lies. I guess I will amend my statement earlier that I don't know if he can find a Power 5 conference team that will give him 25 minutes a game and let him take a lot of shots. I think maybe he could find a team that would let him take a lot of shots, but the thing is uh, when you throw the ball into the post, it's just not really – uh, even when you're a good post scorer, and by center, as far as centers go, Derek Smith is a very good post scorer. It's not really a very efficient shot. There's like a seven footer between you and the basket. You're shooting from eight feet out, and there's a hand in your face. And the points per possession, if you look through stuff like that on post shots, it's not very high. So most teams don't want to really play through the post. Is the thing, and maybe the maybe a team will want to bring them off uh, off the bench for 15 minutes a game and play against bench players. But I I don't know. I get, I like, like, there's no, there's, because he doesn't have to sit out and all that stuff that we talked about, there's no really penalty to transferring, yeah. and there's there's not a lot of downside, but I'm also, I, I am not confident that he's going to find what he's looking for. I want to use a, a journalism example here. Um, you know, I mean, we've, ev- everybody comes to this industry a little bit different, right? You went to Vanderbilt, and you went to Northwestern, and now you're here. I went to Valpo and worked at a rock radio station for a couple of years, and now I'm here. You know, journalism students are preparing themselves for the next level, right? I met, I was at the Big Ten tournament last weekend, and I met a, uh, a woman who is a 23-year-old Washington Post reporter who, you know, she worked at the student newspaper at the University of Georgia, and then she interned at the Seattle paper, and then she interned at the Washington Post and ultimately got a job there. Um, would, would it be wrong for for us to say to her, you should have just worked at the Georgia paper your entire time and not try to continually get more. This is the interesting thing about Smith is that the guy wants to be a professional basketball player, right? Yeah. So isn't it fair for, for him? Isn't it, isn't it right for, you know, for us in the media, for the fans, for whomever to say, you put in your time here. Yeah. Now go get that Washington post internship as opposed to, writing for the school newspaper yeah i think it's naive to to think and and unreal unreasonable and unrealistic to think that uh that college basketball players are playing college basketball just 100 percent for for fun basically and for loyalty i mean he's trying to prepare for your career yeah yeah just like any other college student so when i say that i don't know that he's going to find what he's looking for that doesn't mean that staying about those necessarily a better option another thing is you you know you got to shoot your shot right so i i don't yeah i mean he needs to do what's best for himself and his own career and his future financial earnings right yeah so i i'm not like faulting him for, yeah. for this decision i think it'll be interesting to see where he where he lands and what the roster looks like at the school that he lands at but yeah i, th- I think from his perspective i i mean in many ways it makes sense because if if he feels that that's the the best way to prepare for his career and you could make you could easily make the argument that it is the case doesn't mean it's 100 percent going to be the case but uh maybe greater than 50 percent chance that this is the right way to go then he's got to do it so derek had a breakout season this year well i mean it could be so he went from seven and a half points a game to 12 points a game went from three and a half rebounds to 5.6 or seven rebounds or whatever and was a much more focal point of the team and he's transferring Bakari Evelyn had the opposite of a breakout season. He had a breakdown season, right? He yeah. was hurt throughout, you know, most of the year. He talked about it a little bit more. He's a prideful guy. He was, I mean, he talked about it a bit during the season, but he's not going to start and end every interview or press conference with, I'm in pain all no. the time, you know? Uh, his points per game went down considerably. 
there were times when he was on the floor at the end of halves or end of games when he was the one who would have the ball in his hands and things would break down all around Valpo and and it kind of became a running joke of like you know they set up a play and then the ball got in his hands and everything just kind of flopped um you know, he he went from 38% shooting from the three to 30% shooting from the three. I mean, everything that could go wrong really did go wrong for him. Is it, does it not make sense for him to be like, I'm, I'm done, you know, like I want to go or, or does he, I don't never, I never want to say like someone owes somebody something, but like, does Bakari owe it to the to the coaching staff to come back and be a better player yeah. or is I I don't know the answer because I again I look at Bakari's situation and I think of course he's leaving he had an awful year this year and guess what they just added a bunch of guards yeah like what this this is a tricky one because I don't you, you could easily argue that after Javon Freeman Bakari is the second most talented player on the team even though he was hurt this year, you can still see he, he, he shot 31% from three, but he still has a good-looking stroke from deep. I, I, I just think I, I, he is the number one guy. We know Derek Smith is going to try to transfer up a level to you know maybe, I don't know, Big Ten school or, or ACC or something like that. I, I wonder where Bakari I'm is going to go. Because, yeah, because he also told you, I think, that he wants to win, right? So that doesn't mean that he's going to go to, to – you know, low-level Big Ten school or something like that because the competition is good and he'll get to play. He wants to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, and, why, I think, and why shouldn't he want that, right? The guy's been no, in college sure, for five yeah. years. And, you know, he, he went to Nebraska. It didn't work out there. Now, Bakari went to a couple different high schools, too. I mean, he he's moved around. There's yeah. no question. And so, but again, why wouldn't you want the opportunity? And if you think, and even if you, even if you think Valpo's good enough to go next year it still comes down to three games in march right or four games in march or whatever it is and maybe maybe he wants to go find a place wherever that may be where it's it's certainly not a role thing although he started every game his junior year or sophomore year and he started half the games this season and the the more movement of daniel sackey you know the the him ascending because yeah. right now he's still on the team, yeah. right? Uh, uh, you know, it, it's what's what would his, his role be here? Maybe it yeah, is a that's role the, thing. That's the question: is is if he plays like he did this year, then he's not going to play for a team that is in NCAA tournament contention. I, I don't think. But I mean, but I expect him to play better next year because I think that he'll be healthier. Uh, it, I mean, you look just look at what he did two years ago for Valpo, and, and he should be better than a 30.6% three-point shooter. He shot 33.6% from the field overall. I just He said that the ankle was bothering him. I tend to believe him. But so, one of the things he said to me, and this was in another article that was written, was a lot of it was he wanted to go somewhere to get his ankle right. And so I thought yeah. that was kind of a damning phrase of like, could he not get his ankle right here? That was, you know, and it, that that opens up a whole nother set of conversations that I don't know that either one of us are really equipped to, right. you know, because um, now we're dealing with medical stuff and, and, and all of that. But uh, again, I don't, I don't, you know, he said, you know, in reevaluating the season, the three years being here, progressing as a player, and then he said the direction the team was heading in. Yeah. And I think that alluded yeah. back to everyone else transferring. Yeah. And when I say everyone else, obviously Derek and Javon. And, and when, again, he, he mentioned that at the end. 
He said he was more so looking to go to the right fit that has the things I need. He talked about his injury. He talked about wanting to go to the NCAA tournament. And, you know, he said it's going to be my fifth year. And Bakari is also somebody that wants to go play professional basketball. The big difference between Bakari and Derek is Derek is seven foot one, and that's going to get him a couple of paychecks that, sure. you know, I mean, Bakari is an athletic guard that there's a lot of athletic guards out there and there's not as many seven foot one players so he's still he's going to go play somewhere it he's an american so it'll be harder for it'll be much easier for derek to be a professional basketball player because i imagine he'll be able to get a a different passport just because of who his father is he's comfortable playing in europe i'm sure yeah and so you can make a lot of money there so i don't think either one of us were surprised by derek and bakari and then the question becomes is should we have really been surprised about Javon leaving? The guy was that's, rec- that's the question, isn't it? Yeah. The guy was recruited by Emmanuel Dildy, who then went to Northwestern. The guy that, that was his primary recruiter here brought him in and then left to go to ostensibly a higher level. There was no question that Javon Freeman Liberty is a high major basketball player. Then it becomes down comes down to what do you want? Do you want to be the big fish in the smaller pond, or do you want to be the medium-sized fish in the medium in the in the bigger pond, so to speak? Can you fault him either way? I, I what nah, just I just mean, what do you what do you what do you think? I mean, I can't fault him because uh, at the end of the day, he decides to transfer and then he has to sit out a year. He accepts that decision. It's it's kind of like. It'll be interesting I, I know, to see like, if there's can, like suddenly a sick relative that gets him yeah. a waiver or something like that because yeah. you know that that happens, you know, yeah, more I, often than not. If a player wants to transfer, I'm not I'm not going to fault them. I, I think that it is a great question whether we should be surprised or not. I was surprised when I heard it. I thought it was there was like an outside chance. Maybe I would have put an eighty percent chance of him coming back. Clearly, that was wrong. I know when I came on here and said that I thought the program was trending in the right direction, that became kind of a meme, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, I said that because I thought that they had one of the two best young players in the conference easily, along with A.J. Green in Javon Freeman. And now that they don't, I mean, this is – I think it's it's hard to overstate how much more this hurts than losing Derek or losing Bakari. Bakari didn't play well this year. Uh, Derek, you were only going to get one more year out of a max anyway. And also, he was up toward the top of the team lead in turnovers, maybe kind of an average defensive player. And uh, post-scoring isn't the most efficient thing in the world. It's interesting. It's like a salary arbitration case. Yeah. It's like when a guy steps away from the program, it's like, okay, what are all the warts? What are all the problems? Yeah. And Well, uh, at the same time, for a team that, that could not score the ball, it's pretty valuable to be able to dump the ball into Derek and yeah. get a decent shot. I totally yeah. acknowledge that. Uh, at the same I mean, the, thing, the big thing with Javon is you were going to get, hopefully, three more years out of him. And I think he had more upside than... Any other anybody player on the, the team. team, maybe any other player in the conference, Paul. Yeah, I mean, he his athleticism is the type of athleticism from a wing that you don't really. I don't know that I saw that from anybody else in the valley this year. The, I mean, it was it was yeah. kind of breathtaking. Uh, he's a decently projectable shooter, can can def- defend one of the best defensive players in the league, a good passer. He he did it all, and so oh, I mean, that's just such a tough hit to take. Every time we would come in for media availability, at least a lot of times we would come in, we'd kind of be waiting. And more often than not, 
Javon was in there talking to Lodic, spending a lot of, I mean, they spent a lot of time talking with each other, I'm sure, you know, as freshmen do, as all players do. And, and maybe it might have just been that when we came in there, it was his time of the day to meet. I mean, we were yeah. in there the same time every day, so maybe it was, you know, not to say that he didn't have those conversations with everybody else, but, but it always felt like there were a lot of, you know, I mean, Matt was building a lot of the team stuff around Javon, right? And mm-hmm. I thought really that Illinois State game at Illinois State, they rode Javon that entire game. And that was the game when you thought, man, this guy can be really good. Now, that said, there were other times when you saw him try to do that again. And it just, you know, he was a freshman, right? It was a freshman who has been playing in the longest season he'd ever played in before, yeah. right? Um, there's no Band-Aid to put over this. It no. hurts, right? Like I it mean, hurts. You lost your centerpiece for the next three years you know that, now yes you can get excited about donovan clay coming in but you'd like to have both of them you can get excited about aaron gordon and nicholas robinson but these guys would have been you know they javon freeman is a guy that you wanted on the team how yeah. this is the tough question and this is the one that's really getting the the axis sharpened how complicit is matt Lodick in this whole thing overall or with uh, javon I, any and all, right? Like, and yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I, uh, I don't I, know. I, it's the the people the 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 people that don't like Matt as a coach are are rolling around in the mud, happy as a pig <laughs> right now, right? You know, yeah. in in a in a I'm laughing because I'm crying kind of mentality. Yeah. Uh, or I'm laughing to keep myself from crying mentality. The people that are supporters of Matt are, you know are looking at it in a different direction. I mean, I had one person tweet at me that said, uh, you know, essentially good riddance. I saw a bunch of people saying I, 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 and not me. But at the end of the day, right, these guys are all eyes. I don't know. I I don't know. I I didn't watch Javon play, and obviously Lodic looks at the film much more closely than you or I do. He, He wasn't a black hole. He passed the ball. He tried on defense. He, you know, his biggest weakness was that he's not a very polished shooter. I, that doesn't scream I, I, I to me. Yeah. So. But I'm thinking when, when people are, when they're saying the things that they're saying when they're leaving, I want to make myself better. I want to get, that seems to be the criticism that yeah, some fans I, have. But that's what they want to do. And, and this is, I think, for me, Valpo basketball is different today than it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago where people came together, built a team, and went with it. Almost every player that comes to Valpo now plays professionally after they're done. Almost yeah. everyone. Yeah. You know, I, I, we could go back through. I mean, I look at the roster now. Javon Freeman will play professionally. Dion has told us he wants to play professionally. Saki will want to play professionally. Bakari, yes. Golder, Yes. Jay Soroya and Derek Smith, absolutely. Yeah. Malik McMillan, if he can figure it out, has the body to go play. John Kaiser's not going to play professional basketball, I don't think. John Kaiser has told us that he doesn't even care how much he plays. He's the kind of guy that is going to. He's going to have a very good engineering career. John Kaiser is going to be John Kaiser going to be the best pickup basketball player yes, on his yeah. engineering. You know, Fazekas wants to be a professional basketball player. Gordon wants to be a professional. Nick Robinson wants to be a professional. The furthest back roster we can find on here, um, you know, Rytus, in 2002-2003, Rytus Gross, professional. Kikis Gomez, Olympian. Tonegal did not go play professionally, became a coach. Jason Hawkins didn't go play professionally, became a coach. Not sure what happened to Roberto Nieves. 
Uh, Seth Colclasier, don't think he went and played professionally. A couple of these other guys did, right? They, they did go play professionally. So even then, maybe that's too recent to look at. But almost every guy plays professionally now. Gone are the days of, of, of putting together a roster full of people that are coming together to peak in college. So, yes, they are all here to make themselves better for the next level. And, again, when people criticize the players and say, I, 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 that to me is kind of being a little tone deaf. Yeah, um, I mean, everybody comes to college for to basically professional development and because nobody would go to college if they didn't think that that would improve their income long term, right? Now, so. but then the question becomes is shouldn't Valpo be a place that they can professionally develop? And has that yes, slipped? Yes. That's the question. That's the one that people really, why do Derek, Bakari, and Javon think that they can't get what they want here? Alec Peters got what he wanted here. Ryan Brokoff got what he wanted here to an extent, right? I mean, Alec yeah, is playing in Russia. Yeah, and they're in a better league now. Yeah, and they are in a better league now. Alec is playing in Russia, probably would prefer to be in the NBA, and maybe if he had a transfer to Vandy his last year or somewhere else, would he be in the NBA today? I don't know. If Brokoff would have went somewhere else, I mean, they, Valpo's done well by a lot of these guys, but... You know, yeah, as, I mean, I think I think the losing probably it's 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 the chicken and the egg, right? Yeah. It's one big circle. Of course, Alec Peters would want to be a part of a team that is the best team in the conference every year, battling for an NCAA berth every year, often even in the conversation for an at-large. And um, you know, uh, fifteen and eighteen this year, and I think thirty and thirty-five combined the last two years. Uh, that's not that's not fun. That's, yeah, that's you know, particularly given that I think one of Peter's years, his junior year, they won 30 games that season. I mean, now you're yeah. talking 30 games in one year versus 30 in two years. Uh, so, so obviously, I mean, you know, Loddick released a statement yesterday. What did you think of the, the statement that was released? Did, I, mean, I didn't really have any thoughts. I mean, it was he had to he pretty much had to release a statement, so he had to say something. One. Actually, I wanted to ask you. You talked to Mark LaBarber. I did. Yeah. What did Mark LaBarber have to say? Well, I, I don't think he's happy. I mean, he he. Kind of, I asked him where does the program go from here, and the first thing that he said is we have not met our expectations here the last couple of years or a few years. Whatever he was referencing this year and, and last year. And he said, you know, we need to evaluate everything. We need to make sure we're doing everything, you know, very basic, vague stuff about we need to make sure we're doing everything we can to improve. I understand why he can't say more uh, and get into specifics or anything like that. He compared the situation. I mean, he, he did think that it's hard to uh, retain fourth-year juniors at the mid-major level. He compared the situation to Albany last year, lost to Joe Cremo, to to Villanova, and another player to Florida State as a grad transfer. I'm trying to think if there was anything uh, anything else. He said he wasn't surprised because of how many. He's never surprised when anybody transfers because of how many people how many players transfer each year. At the same time, I think personally, if we get up if if we get up get up in the situation to four or five players transferring, that's at that point. I think even three personally. I mean, three, the, three, three is something to really raise your eyebrows at, and then when you get to four or five, that suggests something. No, well. I, 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 think. I tend to agree with you there. The statement that Matt Loddick said was, as we look forward, we recognize that over the last couple of years, Valpo basketball has fallen short of our goals and where we expect to be as a program. Fair. That's, yeah. I think that speaks to what the fans think. That speaks to what he thinks, all of that. 
We strive to be a program where everybody's primary focus, whether you're a coach, a player, or a staff member, is the team's success and is in alignment with the tradition of Valpo basketball. I thought that was interesting that staff yeah. member was included in there. I don't know what that – I mean, you know, I get – you know, we pay attention to the coaches and the players. You know, I, and maybe it's just a blanket statement of, of everybody, but I thought that the inclusion of staff member was interesting. We had discussions with members of the team after the season ended. Each looked at their individual situations, and some decided they can achieve their personal goals elsewhere. I've seen some people be critical of the statement, saying that he was calling them selfish without calling them selfish. Is that calling them selfish? I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, he's just kind of – I mean, based on what the players have said, he's really kind of just stating – what they said yeah the truth honestly we are appreciative for what each has added to our program during their time at valpo and wish them well as we focus on returning to the tradition of valpo basketball we're anxious to get to work this spring with our returning players and to identify other young men who can help us achieve success moving forward and are excited to be at valpo um look i thought the statement did what it was supposed to do yeah uh i've had a couple of people reach out to me and say that that's all he can do is just reach you a statement or give you a statement he hasn't reached out to you guys Look, the guy's recruiting, right? Like, yeah. if I don't, we'll talk to him when we talk to him, right? Yeah, and no, if, I, I don't, I didn't have an issue with that. I just, personally. I, I, there were a couple people who, who were like, I can't believe, you know, he would show you the disrespect. I'm like, I'm not disrespective. The guy released a statement, we, you know, and if he didn't release a statement, we would have put in our stories that, you know, he was not available for comment, and that's mm -hmm. fine. Why was he not available for comment? Because he's busy recruiting players yeah. to fill these. I was. I always think about, you know, when I when I watch uh, when there's a big national tragedy and I watch them addressing the media and telling us what's going on, I think to myself, like, couldn't you be doing something different right now to, yeah. like, help the situation yeah. as opposed to, like, like, I don't need to talk to Matt Loddick right now. I, I understand the need to hear from him and everything like that, but if, if the guy's out doing his job, you know, like, I don't yeah. I, I guess that's just the way that... That I, I've never had that kind of journalism entitlement. I wasn't that. It's just no, something yeah, I don't I, have. Yeah, I, I feel you on that one. I think something that I just remembered from when we met with Matt last week is that I asked him like what the number one area for improvement or maybe like goal or something uh, for the team, you know, as they approach the off season was and he said that it was to continue getting rid of the me mentality and so this is yeah. something that we keep hearing yeah. it over and over again, whether from from fans or whatever we've talked about it a bunch here in the last uh, few minutes is is uh personal goals or like as matt said the me mentality versus the team and so i get that but at the same time um phones phones are ringing yeah. did more players transfer i don't know <laughs> no 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 it's just an alarm uh i you know we're approaching the when three players transfer and maybe maybe more will come we'll see i think you approach the line of where is it the me mentality, or is is there something that the program? I mean, definitely, I think there's something probably that the program is not doing right that leads to uh, uh, not retaining players, whether it's something small or or something very large that is that is gonna that is gonna um, uh, lead to continued disappointment. I don't I don't know, and so that that is that is the number one kind of question. As obviously Valpo is gonna fill some of these spots and. I think that's what's going to determine what happens over the next year or two with the program is the answer to that question. Uh, is it, is it really that they, that the, that Lodic and co needed to 
uh, build up rosters with their type of players who who have toughness and about the team, or is it something that uh, that the coaching staff or whoever and something on Valpo's side that could have been they could have been doing better? Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I have no I, idea. I think this is a fair question, and we'll wrap up with with this kind of thought process. Uh, Valpo's thirty and thirty five over the last two years, right? Valpo was a ninth place team in the Valley this year, with the collection of players they had. Three of them just said they didn't want to be here anymore. Fans are understandably shocked, upset, frustrated, depressed, reaching for the bottle, whatever they're doing, right? And, and, and again, I think every one of these guys is very talented. But put together, yeah. they delivered a ninth and a tenth place team. They did, yeah. And you can, I mean, you are, Maybe you can improve what on does that Bill Parcell then. say? Yeah. You are what your record is. Yeah. Individually, I would take almost any of these guys, right? Mm -hmm. all, all of them. They're, they're, I, you know, so obviously one school of thought is to look at the, the head of the snake, look at look at Lodic, look at the coaching staff. Are they doing the right thing? Or, you know what? Sometimes peanut butter and ketchup are two great ingredients, but you put them together and it's just not going to work. I'll eat peanut butter all day long. I'll eat ketchup all day long. I'll dip French fries in both of them, but I won't dip them in both of them at the same time. You dip French fries in peanut butter? Not really, but uh, <laughs> it was just an example. <laughs> just, just an example there. Uh, I would though. I mean, I like French I, fries. And I like peanut butter. I would do it. But my my point is, is sometimes the 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 ingredients just you know yeah. sometimes it's a terrible chef, sometimes it's just bad ingredients. I don't. I that's. That's the question that Mark LaBarbera has to ask right. himself. Yeah, right? I think we're gonna have an answer next year, probably. Yeah. In terms of, I think by the by the end of next season, you know, because right now we don't know who the players are gonna come in and, and take these spots, right? We yeah. don't know what the roster is gonna look like, so I, I can't say what I expect from the team anymore. Yeah. At this point. Drake and Missouri State, just their rosters were gutted, right? I yeah. mean, and and Drake, Drake will be the last team in the Valley playing. Mm -hmm. Granted, they're playing in the CIT, and you know Loyola well, they, they lost last night. They could have been in the NCAA tournament. Could have been if just Nick McGlynn doesn't get hurt. Yeah, even. Nick Norton, and if even if Nick McGlynn and DJ Wilkins, any one of those three, they're yeah, probably right. on par. So that look, I know that we come off, I come off certainly as a coach apologist sometimes, and it's not even that I'm apologizing for the coach. It's just that I tend to take a big, broad view of all of this, and. Uh, I, I sometimes I don't know all the answers because there are a lot of times I don't even know what all the questions are. And uh, I, I think the one question today that all Valpo fans should be asking is, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. Is there more to come? Mm -hmm. And then the other question you got to ask yourself is, three open spots. Who's going to be here? You know, yep. it it could be that the right ingredients get thrown in. Yeah, and I mean when when seven hundred and fifty or eight hundred players transfer a year. It's not like they won't have other grad transfer options potentially that could be decent. I don't know. I, it, that's the thing. Maybe even I said like this time next year or sometime during the season next year we'll have a great idea. We may have a better idea really in like a month or something when we find out if they got if they get a grand grad transfer or two, which I think they're probably going to need because you can't have somebody sitting out at this point. Yeah, I would I would imagine that there will not be. I don't think they'll go after any traditional transfers that have to sit out. I no. think it'll be freshman, JUCO, or grad transfers. Yeah. And honestly, uh, look, th this is the, the, the final elephant in the room, so to speak. I believe, and I don't know this because it's a private school, and, and I always feel even just uncomfortable asking guys, hey, how much do you make? What's your contract status? All of that. But Valpo, I think, traditionally does a four-year contract. 
And if they do, then Vladek would be coming up on the last year of his deal. Traditionally, they kind of roll over some stuff. They did this with Tracy Doro. She got a four-year deal. They gave her an extension um, for another year or two, I think it was, um, which was kind of much maligned at the time. But uh, he's got to win now. Yeah, I mean, he, the coach, has to win now. Look yeah. at Bryce Drew at Vanderbilt, right? They got to win next year. Oh yeah, Bryce, yeah. when he goes and recruits, when when Garland leaves and and if Shadu leaves or whatever, like if they they're not bringing in guys to sit out for a year and get, no, they got to win now. So. <laughs> and so I, and and you know, Valpo is used to winning. They haven't had three losing seasons in a row in years. And so my guess is, you know, you obviously want to do what's best for the building of the program, but you saw what having Aaron and Nick sit out this year did to the team. They couldn't sustain some of these injuries, right? Yeah. Drake had some bad injuries, and they were able to to kind of keep the train going a little bit. Mm-hmm. Illinois State had, I think, a guy or two sitting out this year, and when they had some injuries, they struggled a little bit. I mean, they had more guys in street clothes than they did not. I don't know, you know people can correct me if I'm completely wrong in their roster construction, but um, I think we should end it there because we've sure. I mean, we've gone through everything. It's 40 minutes. Um, We've got other stories we've got to report yeah, on, you right, know. Right. Like, uh, it makes the fun about off season. It's literally breaking news, right? It is. I've it got is. a hockey story I've been trying to write for a week that every game keeps getting pushed back because of breaking news. Uh, quick, uh, quick thought: Who's winning the NCAA tournament? I have Gonzaga. Okay, I, I yeah, do. over yeah. Virginia in the in the final. I had a bracket somewhere that I've not filled out yet. I've not. I've I've literally not filled out a bracket yet. Oh I, really? I I've normally by this point I have gone through a bunch of different things. I entered an interesting pool this year just for fun for entertainment purposes only. Uh, it's a point spread pool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get two teams, and if my team covers the spread, I move forward. Uh, I got Michigan State and New Mexico State. So are you gonna take Bradley there? No, no. I so I get Michigan State, so I need Michigan State to cover yeah, whatever their yeah. spread's okay, gotcha, gonna gotcha. be, and uh, it's really high. Whatever I'm, it is, I know. It's very high. I, yeah, and then I get New Mexico State, who I think they can win that game anyway. Yeah, and uh, and so um, and then so the thing is, is like that, like as long as whatever team covers all the way through, they're the champion of this thing, and if you have them, you you know you get bragging rights, you know. Sounds fun. I to try that. It looks it looks fun. So uh, yeah, I don't uh, you know it's it's cliche, but Duke Duke looked really good in the ACC tournament. But I think they're better than everyone else if they do. Uh, their shooting worries me a little bit in a tournament where you need to win six games. But I mean, that Zion Williamson is going to be like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, Duke, I don't Duke think that's against, even Duke against Michigan State. Sign me up for that. But really, yeah. I'm I'm here for uh, Thursday afternoon. I'm gonna be at Buffalo Wild Wings like all day. Uh, uh, John Morant and Murray State against my Marquette Golden Eagles. Uh, yes. It's gonna be the game of the. That's an, that's a very interesting one. Game of the first round. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Bradley. We haven't even touched on the whole Bradley situation. Oh no, yeah. We'll get into that Bradley situation <laughs> later on when you know. Uh, I think Valpo's got to get their own house in order. Then maybe yeah. we can talk about the Bradley situation. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if people actually are cheering for Bradley against Michigan State. Uh, it'll be interesting. Robbie, thank you as always for coming in. Uh, very interesting times around the Valpo basketball program. And uh, this isn't going to stop anytime soon because now there are three open scholarships as opposed to last week when Matt Loddick kind of famously pronounced, we have no open scholarships. Uh, time for the coaches to go kind of show their recruiting acumen so thank you robbie take care everyone you can get union street hoops on itunes soundcloud and nwi.com thanks for listening thanks for following see you later this month